0: Well, it's the day before Thanksgiving, and what better way to celebrate giving thanks than talking about one of the most notorious wars (laughs) in world history? (laughs) That's right. We're talking about World War II, and with World War II, we're talking about the film you all picked for us to talk about in terms of World War II. We are talking about the Steven Spielberg classic, Saving Private Ryan. What do we think of this? Well, Tune in on a very special War to End All Wars edition of the review. Review. <laughs> Troy, your brothers are dead, and you're going home. Stop jerking off. <laughs> Sorry,
1: you just told me when my brother's died, I got real horny. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give your big, horny opinions. I'm Troy to
0: the max extreme. I'm uh, Ryan's Privates. <laughs> and we are going to be
1: dissecting Ryan's Privates. <laughs> Here at the top of the card, JT. Yeah. Uh, rewatched it today? Yeah. I've seen it before. Oh my goodness. Uh-oh. Oh my. Got some stories here? Well, I may have to get into it. Uh-oh. Not now, of course. Of, well, that's later. <laughs> of course. Why don't we wet our palates with a bit of news from the week? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, JT, don't got a lot of news here. I don't either, it's like jack shit happened.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: I don't know if something is a
0: brewing Uh-oh.
1: for news, possibly.
0: There's there's a, a geyser of news about to explode. Maybe,
1: or maybe uh, everyone's off for uh, a little holiday break. <laughs>
0: That's probably true as well.
1: <laughs> but, this is one of the things that I think why there may be some big news around the corner. Uh-oh. There is a rumor out there. A so maybe I should open that rumor wow, mill. I love how you
0: did you redo it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hogan be proud. <laughs> Avengers 4. That trailer has been really wanting to come out by uh, Yeah. It's bursting at the seams to get out there.
0: It's peeking out like a raptor out of its egg. That's with, right. With John being like, Come on, little fella. Come on, come on, come on, push. Well, it's PUSH <laughs> PUSH Oh good. Did
1: you just watch Jurassic Park?
0: No, but it came in my mind and I wanted to really I wanted to really you draw really it out. To use it. Good. <laughs> well, it's rumored to
1: release this. Black Friday. Oh my God! No, right around the corner, you could be seeing some sweet, sweet, supple Avengers Four trailer
0: action. Oh my God! What? Might I even give the name. We don't yeah. have a goddamn, have a goddamn name we yet. We don't got a name for it yet. Jesus. Well, the, the people naming this are the same people that are making Hellboy. <laughs> Just don't want to release <laughs> nothing. Don't want to do shit. I ain't doing shit.
1: It's upsetting, firstly. <laughs> Secondly, that'd be pretty sweet if it released Black Friday. Yeah. It'd be a nice little Friday treat.
0: Yeah. For with, all, with all your shopping. That's right. Just put a nice little cherry on that big pile of capitalism. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's by right. By putting out the
0: Avengers 4 trailer. That's right. Do I think it's going to release Friday? No.
1: <laughs> but rumor is that it might. Um, Speaking of, movie love the
0: rumor that is it might.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like
0: even the rumor doesn't want to like really <laughs> like <laughs> this rumor doesn't want to like commit to anything, right? And if the trailer full out comes on Friday,
1: I mean we haven't even got a teaser for it or nothing. It'll just be full blown, <sighs> full frontal
0: trailer. That does not sound like Disney. I know <laughs> Disney has reactions has trailers that are reactions to their trailers now. <laughs> I know. Fucking Toy Story.
1: It's 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 stupid. Namely. <laughs> it's stupid. <What>? It's stupid. <laughs> but speaking of <laughs> speaking of movie titles, JT, yes. I got one for you. Did you hear about what? this? No. That the Birds of Prey movie that yeah. is coming out. It's featuring uh, the likes of Harlequin. Uh, maybe a uh 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 uh, uh, uh blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he's and, having a seizure. Hey, maybe a black canary, who knows all back girl maybe. Yeah. Who knows who is going to be in this movie. Yeah. But I can tell you what the trailer is. And at first it was speculated as a joke. The title? Yes. Okay. Don't what I say. It's a trailer. I meant the title. <laughs> and it was later to come out from Warner Brothers that it is not a joke. Cuz here's the title of the movie. Okay. Birds of Prey, parentheses, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of the One Harley Quinn, end parentheses.
0: Oh, so they're doing a whole Dr. Strange love with this thing.
1: I, maybe <laughs> so. Uh, but that is a exceptionally long title. Yeah. And terrible, because no one is going to say that. <laughs> they're going to say, you want to see that Birds of Prey movie? <laughs> And then, that's it. But, what I'm getting at hope they make
0: you say the whole thing when you buy a ticket. (laughs) It's a
1: requirement by Warner Brothers. If they don't say the whole
0: thing, don't give them
1: shit. I want to say is that this is how they're going to try to maybe humanize Harley Quinn a little bit more in this movie. So she can have her own spin-off. Which we know is already down the pipeline. Yeah. To make her such, uh, maybe a bit of a, a bit of a good person, a good girl.
0: I don't fucking care.
1: Yeah. We nobody cares about this. It's light <laughs> like it's gonna news. last.
0: It's gonna last this long enough.
1: It's gonna last as long as it took me to read that title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And and this just in Warner Brothers just canceled all of DC. Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh yeah. So there you have it. Birds of prey
1: and the Fantabulous Emancipation of the One Harley Quinn.
0: Good.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> spit on her. I spit
1: on it. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of shitty things, JT, Robin Hood has been getting terrible reviews. Awesome. That's a surprise to no one. Yes. <laughs> it's been getting horrible reviews from reviewers. Good. <laughs> Saying it is like... Pork Terran. It is a, uh, <laughs> a terrible ripoff of a Guy Ritchie film. I saw mm-hmm. that as one. And, uh... It looked like a Guy Ritchie film in the trailer. And then, uh... Just that it's soulless and empty and all that kind of stuff. Um, I wouldn't
0: say... I mean, I haven't seen it or anything.
1: But you gotta have seen it from the trailers. That's I'm what it pretty, looked like. I
0: pretty much... I think I know what this whole fucking thing is just by watching <clears throat> the trailer. It looks like a Batman movie. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: it. And a bad one at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And how? And
0: how
1: it looks <laughs> stupid. Looks stupid. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, last bit of news, JT, I got is a bit of casting news. Uh oh. Got a little bit of casting news for the Mandalorian. That <gasps> uh, our 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 babe Gina Carano Ooh. is going to be casted in the Mandalorian. As wow. some uh unknown person. Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> Indeed. So check out Gina Carano kicking some ass in the Mandalorian on the Disney streaming service, Disney Plus, coming in
0: 2019. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't and wait to spend news. more money on shit. <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, Troy. Yes. Talking about uh, Warner Brothers and DC, but Sony. Yes. Is not letting go of them Spider-Man thangs.
1: Spider-thangs.
0: <laughs> Spider-thangs, thang. Spider because apparently they have already signed up for two dates in 2020. Oh. For uh, untitled Sony Marvel Films. Okay, one of them in July 10th of 2020, and the other one October 2nd. Okay. Of 2020.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, speculation is one of them is probably going to be Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and um, the other one, they think it might be Venom 2. Mm. Great. So yeah. <laughs>
1: That's just great.
0: That's just spectacular.
1: (laughs) Morpheus. Fucking Jared Leto. Yeah. God damn it. Already heard that he shaved his beard for it, which I don't know why. It's way
0: early. Oh, (laughs) bless him. He's probably getting ready to ship people big bags of his blood or something. (laughs) Please
1: give me all your blood. I want to drink it because I'm a freak. Yeah, give me your blood, you freak. Uh,
0: Troy, that YouTube Premium. Yeah, I know you watch a lot of YouTube. I do. Uh, they've officially signed up for a new original series. All right. Uh, called Gats. 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 Bees. Bees. <laughs> this is supposed to be a Great Gatsby origin story series. It sounds awful cuz the whole thing about the Great Gatsby is that he's full of shit and you're not supposed to know what he's been what his origins are. Terrible. Just terrible. It's fucking awful. It's stop Just with these dumb terrible. things. These dumb stupid things. It dumb. I don't like it. So I'm J-Town. glad I'm not part of YouTube Premium.
1: Is that the is that YouTube Red? Type stuff. I don't is know. Probably. I don't, I, don't I don't know. Fucking I don't know. get into
0: that shit. <sighs> oh god! Oh my. <laughs> that was a that was a deep durst. <laughs> oh my. Um. Troy Oh yeah. We talked about Avengers Infinity War on here. Yes. Well, for people that want to see it, that have a Netflix subscription.
1: That wits pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Get ready for a wonderful Christmas present because okay. Avengers: Infinity War will come out on Netflix on Christmas Day. Ooh, what a Christmas treat! There to you watch go. The destruction of half the
1: universe.
0: In <laughs> <And> spoilers.
1: <laughs> um, you know what? I also heard that YouTube is doing huh. it's showing uh, films for free on it with sponsored ads. Really, throughout it, like commercial breaks,
0: hmm. kind of was one of them. Saving Private Ryan was not. <laughs> damn it!
1: I uh, well, I mean, good because I paid for it, but damn it, yeah, I paid three dollars to watch that. So,
0: spoiler well, we'll <laughs> spoilers. We'll see. Spoilers. There's a yeah, There's a there's an after credit stinger in Saving Private Ryan where Troy's paying three dollars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I own that movie too. I just couldn't find it for whatever reason. That's all right. Yeah, I don't know. $3. That's that's chump change to us podcasters. $3. I
0: know, right? We make so much money. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: that's right. Uh, last bit of news, Troy. you a big fan of Jack Reacher. No. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm not, really.
0: Well, this will be right up your alley, Troy, because they're making a okay. TV series. All right. Based on Jack Reacher. Okay. But it won't star Tom Cruise. Oh. You
1: too big for TV, Tom? Too
0: big for TV, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> That's his nickname. Too big for TV, Tom. <laughs> just circles the internet. He does. God. What? It's, oh,
1: it's just not going to be starring him. That's it.
0: No, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who <laughs> is going to be starring. Did you watch both those
1: movies, Jack? Rachel? I watched
0: the first one. I didn't mind the first one. I thought it was pretty it was I decent. I reason I couldn't get into it. I thought the first one was decent. I heard the second one is awful, so I never really watched it. Me neither. Didn't see it, JT.
1: So I can suck it. Cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
1: So do I care about the TV thing?
0: No. No. Okay. It's on my news, Troy. It was a slow-ass news... News day. Well... News week. In light of news, there is...
1: A ton of trailers that came out this week. Yeah, I found a few. I have five. Jesus Christ! But before that, JT, you might want to ready that mail scream.
0: <gasps> what?
1: More <laughs> mail? That's right, JT.
0: Load it up. Mail scream times two. Ah!
1: And that is very appropriate because the subject to this email is my two cents. Whoa. Back from the dead, Jude Smith.
2: What? Writing
1: back in with a pretty extensive entry this week. Really? That's right. Here we go. Hello, once again, fellas. Just needed to comment on the subjects of your last few shows.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess he loved noise. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He does mention noise. Oh, no! Further down in the email. Let me start off with, first off, enjoyed the Spider-Man review. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 is not only the best Spider-Man movie, not only the best Marvel movie, but the best comic book movie of all time. It's just perfect, in his humble opinion, and by extension, also enjoys the first one quite a bit. Which would be the one we reviewed. It could be that both films came out at just the right time for my 10-year-old self to be blown away, but even now, I profess that one and two make some of the funniest, most heartfelt, and exciting scenes
0: put to film. That did, being said... We did the, like that first one.
1: That's the first one? Pretty good. I'll have to go back and watch it, too. That's all
0: right. We'll have to save... We can save that for uh, Spider-Man Home... Or uh, Far From Home, or oh, something. there you
1: go. There you go. Precious Tritium. Precious Tritium. <laughs> That being said, the best scene in the whole series, in his opinion, is the raindrops montage never fails to bring a smile to his face. Plus, can never go wrong with a low-key Evil Dead-style Dr. Octopus scene, so maybe he likes the second one just quite a bit more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> talking a lot that's about that's the second one.
1: That's all you've been bringing up, Jude. But both films are just about perfect in his eyes. And, as one of the few, and apparently very few, who have seen the film Noise, <laughs> I feel as though it is my duty and responsibility to share my opinion on it whenever it is brought to anyone's attention. Jesus. Which happens less than you would think.
0: <laughs> how How is it that one of our listeners is one of the few people that have actually seen Noise? Uh, we
1: have a niche market, JT, and our listeners know what is up. Jesus. <clears throat> um... Anyway, the only redeeming quality of the film. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jude is on my side. I had you going for a minute because I could see you sweating for a second. (laughs) The least for him is the novelty of a movie about a philosopher dead set against the little annoyances who inadvertently uh, himself becomes one of the most annoying characters ever put to film. The equivalent of a mom in a movie theater yelling very loudly at her kid to be quiet, despite the kid being all right, but the kid is the whole city. <laughs> and, the yelling... <laughs> and the yelling goes on for about 90 minutes. It makes
0: me... And he also bangs multiple women yeah. while he does it.
1: It makes me laugh in retrospect whenever I think about the movie, both times. Aside from the... Aside from that, I find the movie completely forgettable and will watch Falling Down instead. Yes, <laughs> Even Super deals with a similar thing, but in a less cringe-inducing way, kind of. Ugh. Other than that, keep up the good work. Love having a podcast that gets me thinking about long-forgotten and very obscure films such as Noise, among others. Seriously, though, love the show. Regards, Jude. Side note, the most overlooked but most heartfelt Stanley cameo was appearance in Mallrats... At least I think so. I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but Stan's speech always gets me.
0: I heard that was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. His his thing in Rats.
1: Yeah. I don't remember his speech off the top of my head, but I know Kevin Smith brings it up um, often enough anytime he talks about Stan the Man. Yeah. Uh, Jude. I would probably agree with everything you said. Thanks
0: for backing me up on noise, by the way. uh, I want to say Troy gave it a pretty good grade, too. I think I gave it a B-. minus. Yeah, what the fuck's your problem?
1: I guess I didn't hate it, but I totally agree with both of your opinions that it's pretentious. I don't know. Listen... You're just
0: not as passionate as me and Jude are. I
1: guess not. I don't have the passion <laughs> in my heart anymore. The I'm movie a cold, is fucking soulless and empty. I almost
0: want to wa- ha- like suggest people watch it just so there's more people out there that are as angry about how awful of a film it is like I am, because <laughs> it is literally probably one of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire oh life. My
2: God. It is so
0: fucking bad. I I was watching it seething. I was, like, watching it Arthur clenched fist meme style. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> That's pretty angry. Um, so, Jude, thank you for your entry. Again, once a week for the mail scream. Um, yes. Yes, thank was, you, Jude. If you don't, Jude, if you don't mind, any, like, th- anytime you write in, give us your grade for the movie. Yeah. I would love to know what you think about some of the movies when you chime in. Especially like Noise and Spider-Man 2 and all that kind of stuff. Just chime in with a grade. That'd be fun. Give it to us. In fact, that goes with any listener. Any movie that we are reviewing or is we, yeah. you, you want us to review, let us know your grade. We want That we you, can
0: stack it up. We want you people to weigh in. Because we appreciate you. That's right. Moving on, JT. Yeah. To It's Done. Uh, it's Done.
1: <laughs> These are done. They need to just come out right now. These are the trailers. What the fuck,
0: man? They've been done forever. Jesus Christ.
1: Of this week. I said I had an astounding five.
0: Yeah. I, I did not see five trailers. I have, like, three chump chain. <laughs> um, fuck you. Why don't you go ahead and do yours and I'll chime in
1: if I have them.
0: Um. Well, one of the ones that I saw was... Roll,
1: <laughs> I mean, I could start with one that you probably don't have, unless you have them right now. I got them now.
0: All right, fuck uh, me then. Right? They put out a, uh, a a fun trailer for the PG thirteen re release of mm-hmm. Deadpool two mm-hmm. called Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah, where uh, Deadpool duct tapes Ben Savage to a <laughs> bed and Princess Bride style holds up a book in his face right. and talks about how there's going to be a PG thirteen version of Deadpool. Yep, it's fun. It is fun. More fun than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah.
1: Cause I when I first heard this idea I was like, What the fuck? Like, why do we need this? Yeah. But I mean if they play it off was like something like this, it looks fun.
0: And I guess they did like uh uh film some extra scenes for the PG thirteen version.
1: Oh, so it's not a total waste yeah, of your so time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's not just like they're not like going over the saying like kitty over the cool <laughs> the swear words are actually like providing original content. Oh, I hope they dub over the swears with like
1: less <laughs> offensive words. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh my god, I love it when they do that. It's like my favorite thing. T V edits of swears.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yippee Kaye, mother father <laughs> uh yeah
1: i saw that too i'm into it i liked it a lot the trailer is pretty funny oh yeah they make like a big jab at like the fox marvel movies which yeah. i thought was like super relevant and on point <laughs> yeah. they must be just dumping all on fox because they're getting bought out by yeah, disney or something.
0: fox is just like shit on us we don't care anymore
1: oh <laughs> uh, yeah it was really good though so check that out definitely fun
0: yeah Uh, Another one that I saw is for a documentary that's coming out called RoboDoc. Okay. Where they're showing behind-the-scenes footage and interviewing all the cast members from RoboCop to talk about the process of uh, filming it. The Verhoeven one? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Uh, One of my favorite lines from the trailer was one of the producers said, All I remember is Paul Verhoeven's... uh, line that he used a lot was more fucking blood.
1: (laughs) Awesome. I love it.
0: And there's like another guy that said that I was fitted with so many squibs. I was scared. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So yeah, I kind of want to see it. I think we should almost someday we should like redo RoboCop because we did it that one time we tried to do it. Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Oh, yeah,
1: the commentary to it. Yeah,
0: and it just didn't work. Yeah. I'd love to have, like, another, like, deep, thorough discussion about RoboCop, because that movie's fucking awesome.
1: I would be into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sweet. What do you got for another one here?
0: Uh, the last one I've got is a new trailer for the Lego Movie 2. Yeah, I have this one, too. Lego Movie 2, the second part. The second part. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it looks fun. I'm I'm not sure if it's going to be as good as the first one, right? But uh, there's some fun elements in there that I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to. Right. I love the the second character that Chris Pratt voices that <laughs> both has a tree friend and trains raptors. <laughs> 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 yeah, I like that, too. I like that he's like the all
1: about action hero that you see in like every single Lego set. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I, I I think I'm going to agree with you that I don't think it's going to be as good as the first one. Maybe we're wrong, but yeah, the first one also had like a heartfelt, like human, like a meta aspect to it that I don't think this one would,
0: I don't, yeah, I don't know how they'd be able to make it to make it work if they actually did go that route with it. Right.
1: I mean, people probably forget about that part anyway, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Like I mean it still looks fun. Yeah. I really like the Lego movie. I even like really like the Lego Batman movie, not as much as the Lego movie, yeah. but I mean I'm into it. I'll see this one. Right on. I think the only one I didn't see is like that Ninjago one. I'm like I don't give a shit about
0: that. Yeah, I don't give I don't know. I know that that's like some kind of thing on like Disney or something too or I don't know. I have no idea. Um, who knows? (laughs) JT,
1: I checked out the newest trailer for the Stan and Ollie movie. Oh, there's a new one. Yeah, the Laurel and Hardy kind of biopic that's going on. Um, this one, as opposed to the first trailer that came out, comes off as a little goofier, a little more lighthearted than the first trailer did, because the first trailer made it seem pretty sad. And, like, they were kind of bitter towards each other. Mm-hmm. Which I think near the ends of their lives they kind of were. Though this one kind of turned it around to me a little bit more lively, a little bit more uh, jovial. Oh, yeah. I would say. Uh, to get, like, the comedy aspect duo thing kind of down. Either way, I'm a big fan of Laurel and Hardy. When I was a kid, like, my dad had uh, old, like, videotapes of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And we watched that all the time. I think their comedy holds up to even today. I follow them, like, a page on Twitter or whatever that reposts old clips and stuff, and I think some of those are hilarious.
0: I kind of want to go back and, like, watch some of those old, like, style comedy troops, because I listened to, like, a review of, like, a a Marx Brothers film the other day, and they talked about, like, how that shit still holds up today, where I'm like, shit. I feel like I need to go back and watch some of this old stuff. See, like,
1: okay, so I have
0: gone back and watched
1: some old Marx Brothers stuff because Chelsea's stepdad is really into the Marx Brothers. Yeah. And for his birthday once, he got, like, a huge box set of, like, almost everything they've ever done. Yeah. And I he s- put it in, and I sat down to watch it, and I, I thought it kind of fell flat. Yeah. But they don't do as much... I guess, physical comedy as Laurel and Hardy do.
0: Yeah, they're more like fast talkers. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, the, yeah, the fast talking stuff is really funny. and But it's stuff that's kind of been done maybe to death in some places. Yeah. Granted, this was the first time it's been done here. Mm-hmm. But I think it just... I don't think it—it it is... Uh, Evergreen as, like, Laurel and Hardy stuff is. Gotcha. Even though it's, like, set in the Depression. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, regardless, I'm looking way forward to the Stan and Ollie movie. Right on. Uh, the second one I got, JT, it was going to be the new Dumbo movie. Oh, and yeah. And its first full trailer coming. out. I
0: wanted to watch that. I didn't get around <clears throat> to it.
1: Um. It looks... From the live action movies that they're redoing from their animation classics, this one looks like it's a bit more of a departure. I haven't seen Dumbo in a long time, but it's centered around Dumbo as the main character who can speak and all this kind of stuff and goes on a wacky adventure.
0: You mean no racist crows in this one? Not that I've seen yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're saving those just for the viewing audience alone from the theater. Oh, but like
0: like a special treat for them.
1: Right, a special blackface <laughs> treat. A
0: yeah, wonderful. Now I can storm out <laughs> with, with a clear conscience. Um
1: but this one looks like it centers around like two children, like trying to get Dumbo back to his mother. Yeah. And uh, Dumbo doesn't speak, and it looks like it just story-wise takes a bit of a departure from the original. Yeah. Which
0: it would be okay. Yeah, cuz the animated one was was all animals, right? I don't think they really showed any humans. Yeah, it's all
1: animals. Yeah. Yeah. So, um it's got like Danny DeVito in this. It's got Colin Farrell in this.
0: Michael Keaton is like the Michael Keaton yeah, is like he's the, like the Batman Yeah, kinda. the Ring. Yeah. Ring master.
1: So I I don't I don't know. And it's all got that weird Tim Burton crazy Horrible fantasy land type thing going on. Of course. Um, So I don't know. I I'd kind of want to see how it's received. Mm -hmm. I'm interested in seeing it and maybe watch the original before I go see it. Not that it would matter because it looks like they're fairly different, but looks weird. (laughs) There, that's it. And then uh, the last one I got is the final trailer for Aquaman. Oh, wow. They're, they have a new one I didn't see. Oh, well, this one's the final one, JT.
0: Pardon. Well, pardon one. me. <laughs> Before all the numerous TV spots come out. <laughs> yeah. I just chop it up into 30-second
1: stints. Um, But this one is really Willem Dafoe-heavy.
0: Really? Yeah. I keep forgetting these in
1: there. Yeah, me too, and I think that's why they have it like this. But, like... It's almost all narrated by Willem Dafoe, and it shows him in the trailer like training Aquaman when he's like a kid and like Shit. yeah. It's like it's like hey, you forgot Willem Dafoe's in this. Here he is. It's all his parts in this one trailer. So does he
0: show him how to broom her fast? <laughs>
1: uh, no, <laughs> to trident her fast. That's what he shows. Uh, good old Momo. But, um, yeah, the more I see it, the I'm more into Aquaman. I know, like I said. It looks fun. This is,
0: like, the one thing, like, this is, like, the one period in time where I'm looking forward to all the things DC is coming out with. Yeah, and maybe I've just fallen into it, but it also looks like they've maybe tightened up the
1: CG a bit, too. Yeah. In some things, because I don't think it looks as bad as the first time I saw it. Yeah, but maybe I'm just gotten used to it at this point. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, between this and Shazam, I'm looking forward to. Yeah,
1: same here, man.
0: Also figured out that we have a spot available right before Shazam, so we're totally fucking doing big.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> it's I like the think... perfect
0: movie to to watch before Shazam. I don't think I've seen Big in oh I don't my know, god, 15 years. It is the most. It is the the craziest justification for statutory rape.
1: <laughs> and I, oh my God, I don't ever. remember that at all. Yeah, Tom Hanks bangs a chick. I don't, I, <laughs> the last time I saw it, I had to have been at least, maybe it was longer than 15. I had to be like at least 12 years old.
0: I, I definitely remember he has sex in it and it's like, he's supposed to be like the adult incarnation of like a 13 year old boy. Right, right. So it's like the fuck. Oh my! I can't wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love big. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do big before it. So yeah, so there you go. Little little peek behind the curtain for you people. (laughs) Look at us live producing like a bunch of schmucks. Look at us getting off. Well, that being said, Troy, we do have the Tournament of Random Troy, Ooh. Tried to see who who won this past week.
1: No, I voted really early, and I didn't go back to see what the stats were after.
0: Well, uh, it was a close one, actually. It was real close.
1: Ooh, nail-biter.
0: Um, it was, of course, between Crazy Rich Asians and White Men Can't Jump. Uh-huh. And I think with just a narrow margin... White men can't jump, took the <sighs> crown. Yep. Sorry, Troy. I went crazy rich
1: Asians on this one.
0: Well, Troy, we got our uh, our what to look out for twenty eighteen. I know shows we coming can up. Swing back you around. Could, you you could throw it in there. All right, maybe. But I will. But are you going to sacrifice one of your other picks for Crazy Rich Asians? Are you looking that forward to it? We'll see, won't we? We will see. <laughs> But anyways, White Men Can't Jump moves on in the tournament. This is a very 90s-heavy tournament. (laughs) We've got Street Fighter from 94, Jerry Maguire from 96, and now White Men Can't Jump from 92. Oh, yeah. In there. Oh, my. Oh, my. But the last one will not be from the 90s because we've got the 2006 Beer Fest (laughs) versus the 2013 Lone Ranger. Okay, Troy. And with that, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. And with that, we got trivia, Troy. Okay, I'm ready. With these two films, you love dearly,
1: one that I haven't seen and one that I could give
0: a shit about. <laughs> this is gonna be a good one. So uh, we got eight, eight quest eight facts. Three from one movie, three from the other. Two could be from either or spread throughout. Uh-huh. It is your job to figure out which fact goes to which film. Troy, are you ready? I am. Okay. Number one. Okay. One of the lead actors credits an animal for saving his life during the filming of this movie. Mm, Lone Ranger. It is a Lone Ranger. Johnny Depp credits his horse for not bucking him off when like something <laughs> happened. Okay. So there you go. Stupid horse. It's one of those. <laughs> Number two, Troy. <laughs> yeah. An animated sequel was considered. <clears throat> um, Lone Ranger. No, Beer Fest. Really? Yes. Okay. It was actually considered to do a sequel to Beer Fest in animated form using the voices of the uh, Broken Lizard boys. Okay.
1: All right. I thought it would have been, I thought Broken Lizard, but then I thought that Disney put on Lone Ranger, and they've got a whole animation wing, so they might have done it if it caught fire, but... Who knows? Alas.
0: Tid did not. Who knows? Tid did not. Number three, Troy. Yeah. The film encountered so many problems that it was almost canceled. Lone Ranger. It was a Lone Ranger. There were such things as bad weather, a wildfire, chicken pox outbreak, oh and there was even a death on the set. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. So, uh there you go. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened on this set. <laughs> uh, number four. A linguist expert commended one of the lead actors on his dialect and speaking of a certain language.
1: Huh. I don't want to say Lone Ranger again, but I think I'm gonna. Lone Ranger.
0: It is a Lone Ranger, Troy. Congratulations. Is this for
1: Johnny Depp and yeah, a native Yeah, Johnny Depp I guess uh,
0: uh uh a an expert in uh Comanche linguistics said that he actually spoke it pretty well for not being a Native American. God
1: damn, <laughs> I hate it when Johnny Depp gets accolades. <laughs>
0: Actually, I he's pretty good in the new Harry Potter movie, too. God
1: damn it. <laughs> fuck Harry Potter. I don't give a shit about Harry Potter.
0: Uh, number five. Some of the cast do cameos as background characters. Uh, Beerfest. It is Beerfest, yes. Okay. Of course. Those guys fuck around all the time. <laughs> uh, number six. The original script for this film included magic and werewolves. <laughs>
1: Please let it be Beerfest.
0: <laughs> it is the Lone Ranger, actually. <laughs>
1: Damn it!
0: How the fuck would they make that work? I don't know. I don't I'm even think the to... I don't think the original Lone Ranger had shit like that in it.
1: I, I no, probably not. But who knows?
0: It's Disney. They don't fucking care. Who cares? <laughs> uh, number seven. Major cast and crew came out against film critics. For judging the film months before its release.
1: Hmm. Beerfest.
0: No, it's The Lone Ranger. Really? Yes. Yeah. I guess a lot of critics... Well, I think critics really came against it because Johnny Depp was playing a Native American.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: And uh, they were uh, pretty adamant about being like, just watch the movie. And they're like, no, fuck you. Yeah.
1: She had a, and that was, the, that was part of the that was part of the reason why, about that shit.
0: And they say that's part of the reason why it didn't do well in the box office. Hmm. Well, well, so who knows?
1: Mild racism that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> who knows?
0: Last fact, Troy. All this right. film invented a word by combining two words from another language that translates to cock jerking. Beer fest. It's beerfest. Yeah, <laughs> I would be shocked if that was. You never know. There could be like if some weird Lord word Ranger. that they were just like, "Here's going to throw this word in under the radar."
1: I, I, I yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but now it's beer fest. Yeah, of course it's
1: beer fest.
0: <laughs> yeah, they like combined the two German words for cock and jerking to invent one word. I don't, can't, I don't know what the word is, but cock and jerking. Cock and yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, Troy. Did you read the facts? <laughs> So there you go, Troy. Beerfest versus the Lone Ranger. I'm sure you just have all of your... So much invested in this one. You, This is the one you want to go all the way. So yeah. I'm sure
1: you... <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, if you don't know, I have all my eggs in one basket and in one of these.
0: <laughs> Guess which one. <laughs> so Beer Fest versus the Lone Ranger. We'll see which one... Is added to the semifinals, but against three other films from the '90s. <laughs> I don't know those three films from the '90s. I would not mind reviewing either of them. Maybe not Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, I mean Street Fighter is bad enough that it makes a fun, like, discussion. Yeah, there's probably a ton of weird shit that happened to oh, make, yeah. make it happen. Oh
0: yeah. I've never, I don't think I've ever watched Jerry Maguire all the way through. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. And White Man Can't Jump is pretty good.
1: Never seen White Man Can't Jump.
0: So there you go. Interesting. A, a very odd tournament turning into one that might be pretty interesting down the road. There you go. So the cream rise to the top. Cr- the cream
1: to the top. rises. That's right. Um, Speaking of cream. <laughs>
0: Let's get cream in your jeans watching this (laughs) World War II action.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, The main
0: topic of the evening, JT,
1: as voted by our listeners. Yes. Saving Private Ryan. Based
0: on our what would have been review of Overlord, but then we didn't get to watch it. So then we just did a World War II pull for no reason.
1: (laughs) See, Danger actually asked why we are reviewing this movie. And I was like... You know, at this point, I don't know. But here was the reason. Yeah. And now we're just going forward.
0: We're just sticking to it. Yeah. Well, didn't want to rob the people of their votes. That's right. We put the poll out there. That's right. We don't want to rob you people. Plus, Veterans Day was like a couple weeks ago. That's right. Salute the, world, the troops. For a reason. That's Be right. Be thankful for our freedom. Yeah. By paying homage to these wonderful men. Yeah. So
1: shut up, Chelsea. That
0: sacrificed their lives. Yeah. We're giving thanks. Yeah. You bastards. You idiot, Chelsea. <laughs> being a jerk about Chelsea, it. Chelsea, you idiot.
1: I think she's already went to bed. Okay. She texted me she went to bed. <laughs> uh, so coming out July 24th, 1998. Summer release. That's right. With a budget of $70 million, mm. domestically mm-hmm. made $216.5 million half million dollars. Yeah. Worldwide made 481.8 million dollars. I wonder
0: what that 70 million is in inflation cuz there seems like there's some elaborate assets in this thing.
1: Yeah. Um well let me go on because there there is a fact that like even the the Omaha Beach thing I'm going to get to. Gotcha. Um Ron Tomatoes has it at a 93% <clears throat> IMDB has an 8.6 out of 10. All right. Metacritic, 90%. Wow. And Shameless Self-Expression puts it at a B plus.
0: Oh, wow. Right. They right. are uh, not holding back. Nah. Uh, this... They're all like, fuck the troops.
1: <laughs> B+. This is the number one World War II movie, Lifetime Grossing. Um, according to Box Office Mojo, mm-hmm. uh, can you guess the other fi- or the other four to make the oh, top man. five?
0: The Glorious Bastards.
1: That is number five.
0: Okay. Uh, oh man! Wind Talkers. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Shitty Nick Cage. Oh. <laughs> uh.
1: One of the runners up was in the poll for the vote for this movie. Oh uh,
0: my god! <laughs> it's probably not. Is that *Enemy at the Gates*? It's no. probably not. No. Um, that's probably mine, but I can't remember the name of the fucking movie now. Dirty Dozen.
1: No. Das Boot. Oh no, maybe it wasn't in our poll.
0: Yeah, what the fuck? That was the one's <laughs> Pearl in our poll. Pearl Harbor. It's the one we are spoilers. the one we're planning on doing for our mini episode. Oh yeah. We're planning on having a, a small get together during Thanksgiving weekend and getting getting blitzed to watching Pearl Harbor and then doing a show immediately after, so
2: <laughs>
0: if you thought my my review on noise was <sighs> profanity laced, <laughs>
1: wait until this. So uh Saving Private Ryan is number one. Pearl Harbor is actually number two
0: in Lifetime oh, Bless Gross. you, Michael
1: Bay. Um, you want to keep guessing for three and four? You done? No, I'm done. Dunkirk came in at number three. All right. Recent entry. And actually, Captain America the First Avenger wow. came in number four.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I was actually surprised. That was our, our mini-up for this past week. That's right. Um, it also came in as the number 1 domestic movie of 1998. I can see that. Um could you guess the other four oh, for, fuck's for the sake, top
0: 5? I don't popular movies in 98. 98. Ugh. <laughs> The, I literally like that. I was so young in the '90s that like, it just all bleeds together. Right, you
1: can't remember for all I 10 for all I for years or or all years ago at this point. For all
0: I know, Jurassic Park came out in '98. <laughs> I was like a young kid. I was just like movies. <laughs> all mm. right, you want me to give it to you? Then you're giving up so easily. '98. Uh, Men in Black. No. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know then. Armageddon came
1: in number two. Oh,
0: Armageddon it on.
1: Uh Something About Mary came in at number three. Oh, nice. A Bug's Life came in at number four. Jesus. And this one actually surprised me. Waterboy came in at number five.
0: Hey, that was like this was like the first bad movie that Adam Sandler made. That's so true. People were like going in like thinking it was gonna be the next happy Gilmore.
1: That's true. And even I then mean. it was only like well, I haven't seen in a while, but half bad.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't terrible. There were some things in it that I thought were funny. (laughs) Yeah, Um, this also in '98 was the
1: number two worldwide movie. Armageddon actually took it um, worldwide, took that number one spot.
0: Can't you can't deny that Bruce Willis
1: can't do it. Um, At the Oscars, it won five. JT, it won. I knew it was pretty big. It won the Oscar for best director, cinematography, sound film editing, and effects
0: editing. Wow. Yeah. Well, one for Best Picture in 98. I'm you see glad that? you asked. It's okay. Shakespeare in Love. Oh, that was that year? Yeah. Oh my god. Because I was
1: like, what won Best Picture? And it was Shakespeare in Love.
0: Holy shit. Yeah. I heard that's like one of the ones that's like the black mark on oh, the really? Oscars. <laughs> I've never like, seen Shakespeare in Love. Like they've said that movie's so awful. <laughs> like it's pretty much like, it was like Voted that way because critics wanted to show like how fucking smart they were or some shit. Oh boy, yeah. Um, last fact I have, JT, is that the Omaha beach scene
1: cost eleven million dollars from the seventy million dollar budget. Yeah. That's like film. yeah,
0: like the first twenty minutes of this film cost, like
1: <laughs> yeah a like more than a seventh of the budget. Yeah. Um. Also. Uh, no, it'd be a fifth of the budget. I don't know fucking how math works at this point. It's too late in the day. Yeah. Anyway, and it also had a thousand extras. I can't believe that, but they probably work for scale. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And they were also much of the Irish army. Were, really? Were the extras? Yeah. Yeah. And then people actually like uh uh amputees. With, like, prosthetic limbs and stuff like that, too, so yeah. you could have, like, the people with the limbs blown off and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Even Brian Cranston cut his arm off for this.
1: Yeah, he did. <laughs> <clears throat> Speaking of, like, there was a lot more cameos in this.
0: No, shit. Even, I like, even people... Yeah, it. people that weren't even that big, like, at this time were, like, there's, like... The small parts in this were played by like people that are like pretty big now. Yeah,
1: like Brian Cranston is in this, and back here he would have been like maybe in Malcolm in the Middle. But yeah, probably not yet.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, but I was like, oh shit, Brian Cranston's yeah. in this. And then and then uh,
0: Nathan Fillion plays like uh <laughs> plays like a fake Private Ryan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, like Ted Danson is Ted in Danson, this movie. Ted Danson, Paul
0: Giamatti, uh,
1: fucking. Paul G.
0: with his bad ankles.
1: <laughs> um, oh, shit. There's more people in this. More Well, a lot of people who join the company yeah. uh, end up... Vin Diesel? Yeah, Vin Diesel. <laughs> like, people that become, like, huge in just a few years. Yeah. Even... um, Well, this movie is, like, fucking 20 years old. Yeah. Like, Private Ryan is Matt Damon oh, yeah. in this. Oh, yeah. And when he was I th- cast. I think, yeah,
0: I think he made Goodwill Hunting before this. A year before this. Really?
1: Because he was cast as an unknown. <clears throat> yeah. Because nobody knew him before this. And then he won an Oscar as he was filming this. <laughs> and so he blew up overnight and was and no Spielberg's longer. Spielberg was like,
0: Christ!
1: Yeah, he was no longer God an unknown. Damn it! He was like a star overnight after he yeah. won the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Um yeah, but he won that Oscar the year before this movie came Shit. out, like six months previous. Goodwill
0: hunting's a good one too. Yeah. To find an excuse to do that one.
1: Sure. We can
0: skew some week to make yeah. it work. Yeah. Or just, oh, be yeah. like,
1: Fuck you guys are gonna do Goodwill Hunting. Yeah.
0: Hellboy comes out this week, so we're gonna talk about this other hellaciously good movie, Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's
1: all my stats that I—that's pretty much all I have written down too, except for one thing that I want to bring up after you tell me what happened in Saving Private oh, son Ryan. Of a
0: bitch I should have—I uh, don't know any of the names of the characters in this.
1: I don't either. Just use the actors' names. All
0: right. <laughs> well, uh, we're, of course, this takes place in uh, World War II and uh, uh, immediately after the uh, events of Normandy and D-Day. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, His character Mm -hmm. uh, is put in charge of putting together a small band of men to go deep into uh, Nazi territory to recover a private Ryan played by Matt Damon, whose brothers have all been killed in action. And it has been decreed that he will be sent home to save his mother from any grief, any further grief.
2: Right. (laughs)
0: And uh, the movie pretty much follows this company through their trials and tribulations through very Nazi-occupied France.
1: (laughs) Very much so. Um, Very good. Very good. As always, very good, you. Thank you. You're welcome. So, this movie starts um, in, like, the present, where an old gentleman... Um, goes and visits the unknown, or it's, uh, Arlington Cemetery.
0: Yeah. Like, try and play up the whole, uh, the the whole thing of, like, oh, you think it's gonna be Tom Hanks. Right. But we, oh, no, look out.
1: Yeah, look out and maybe somebody else. (laughs) And, like, I was tricked during that, too, because, like, I haven't seen this in a while, and I was like, oh, that is Tom Hanks. And it's not Tom
0: Hanks. No.
1: But it, uh... That whole bookend scene—the first and the last scene in this—yeah, fucking made me cry both <laughs> times. In fact, like my my last real note that I have written down to make sure I bring up is that like I cried like five times in this movie. Oh my
0: god! There's one time in particular <laughs> that I got really choked up uh, during the the medic death scene. Oh yeah. Ugh. <laughs> That is so hard to watch. Yeah,
1: and it's so sad. Oh my god! Like there is nothing sadder than an old man crying at a friend's grave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I couldn't, I I couldn't help it. Like, and then it like made me flash back to like the first time I watched this. Like I got really into because this movie, like, did a great job encapsulating the war and it won a bunch of accolades and everything. Yeah, I'm like. I kind of want to watch band of brothers. Cause I've never seen that. And so we went right into seeing that. And like every single episode starts out with like survivors yeah. of world war two. Yeah. And they s- just are like sad <laughs> and like reminiscing about like, pasts of like they they would probably rather forget and like yeah. all this kind of stuff and every single beginning of the episode <laughs> makes me cry every time and then it goes into like the very heartfelt like opening score yeah where they're like introducing everybody and i'm like holy fuck every single episode i'm just like a mess before it even starts god it just this movie wrecked me man yeah but yeah, so it starts out there, jumps immediately into Omaha Beach, yeah, where that scene goes on for like like a half an hour, and
0: and it's insane too. Yeah,
1: it is utterly gruesome in its realistic interpretation of yeah. what happened. Because mm-hmm. even people like that were there, and, and that have seen it, like they either yeah. had to leave the theater because it was so much for them to take yeah. in, or, or they'll
0: they'll just say flat out like that's pretty much what it was like
1: god like it is it is it
0: is gruesome yeah but
1: it is amazing it is in its um cinematography it
0: it shot so well and like when people die like they like they do like this really crazy i want to know how they did this shit because like there's so many times where like people get shot up and they just like ragdoll, where it's like that yeah. can't be a person.
1: Yeah, I know. I <laughs> wanted to say that too because like everyone dies so convincingly in yeah. this that it makes it seem like they just propped up like a dummy and just cut the string above them.
0: Yeah, uh, like, I, I don't know. And everyone. Man. Like there's like scenes where like like a room full of people will get shot up and they just like they just like fall like you just like like drop the strings of a marionette puppet <laughs>
1: yeah you are yeah. like
0: how the fuck did you do that shit
1: <laughs> i don't know unless that was just like the great direction it's just like just drop where you stand don't just jump just like drop yeah but it's like it it was just like the subtlety of all that, those like little details and stuff and like fucking it was so heartbreaking that like the first like boat that
0: opened you just get murdered I know it's like Jesus Christ yeah like imagine being like that German officer that's like in charge of that machine gun where it's like you have to deal with the fact that you're you've just murdered like at least a hundred (laughs) people like that yeah (laughs) like within the span of maybe five minutes you've just murdered a hundred people yeah I don't know man (laughs) like it's it is nuts and then they even like even like they don't even let you like rest where it's like okay some guys got off good then they zoom in on a dude that drowns to death you're <laughs> yeah. like the f- jesus the fuck, man? there's nothing there's no there's nowhere to escape no either you get shot to death or you drown <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then if you do make it to the beach if you don't get hit by a mortar and are ki- trying to find your missing limb or something like that yeah Oh, my God. Yeah, there's that
0: scene that, like, gets, like, uh, parried a lot where it's, it's the guy that's, like, wandering around the beach and he picks up his arm and just walks away. Yeah. I've Jeez. seen that parried. Like, I think South Park did one like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Where, yeah. where they did the Imagination Land shit yeah. where, like, Imagination Land got bombed and, like, yeah. some, like, crazy character, like, picked up its tail or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But, like, I, I knew um, the special effects in this, too, like, when a mortar would hit people would be on, like, uh, I, I, some sort of platform would, like, launch them into the air so it looks like they, like, got hit by a bomb and Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Really well done. Um, and the fact that, too, that when, like, Tom Hanks gets on the beach and he can't hear anything mm-hmm. and it gets, like, a shell goes off right by him or whatever and he's just, like, dazed and he's just, like, looking around and all this horror is happening around him. Oh, yeah. And, like people somebody guy will get hit by a bullet and you just see like blood splatter on his face. Yeah,
0: there's so much shit where they they show like the the workings of war where it's like people almost are like they're surrounded by bullet like by like gunfire and like they almost get to a point where they're just like well, I haven't been hit yet, so I'm going to get comfortable. And then that's when they get shot and killed. Yeah. Like, there's one there's one where, like, a guy gets shot in the head, and it bounces off his helmet, and then he's like, takes off the helmet, and he's like, oh, good! And then he gets shot in the head and dies, where you're like... <laughs> I mean, like, that shit can fucking happen, where yeah. <laughs> you're like... You, you just... When you're in, like, that kind of environment long enough, you feel safe, even though you're not safe. Right. Or... Like even the part where I think it
1: was maybe Tom Hanks's like commanding officer gets hit by a bullet, and so he's like Tom Hanks is dragging him behind to get behind like some cover, and then like a bomb goes off and blows
0: half his body. Yeah, and off. he's and he's dragging like the the bloodied remains of him, and he doesn't realize that he's like <laughs> pretty much half a person. Yeah, he's yeah he's pretty much dragging like an arm, a head, and like half a torso. God, and even like
1: they'll be having like full on conversations with people. And like they'll turn away and talk to somebody else Turn back and the guy's been like He's got his head blown off Like yeah. it happened with the radio guy when they yep. got to that yeah. bank or whatever yeah. It's like Jesus Christ I know a lot
0: of people when they talk about the the Normandy scene from this they, like, they point out like the violence in it But watching it this time I had a lot of respect for like how they It almost kind of felt like They were like this full Formed community in this Just absolute chaos Uh like they were legit coming together and they were getting shit done despite the fact they were in a scenario where it's like it's so easy to panic and just be just like curl up in the fetal position and be like uh no no but like they don't do that and there's like uh just seeing how like the whole company uh functions while it goes on like i was really interested in uh the guy that plays the medic, who I really, I uh, really like him, uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Okay, I think yeah. this he was really fucking good in this. Yeah. But there's like a scene where like he's in it and he's like a medic, and like uh he's working on somebody and he's like, oh okay, I got the bleeding to stop. And then he gets shot in the head, and then he like he doesn't act like how like like uh a surgeon or like how a doctor would act. Like if someone died in a hospital, he acted like if you were working on a car. And then the engine blew up after you just (laughs) fixed it. Because he's just like, God damn it! And he's kicking shit! (laughs) Where, like, the guy just got shot in the head after he, like, stopped the bleeding. Where it's like... I mean, it's like... You get, like, this slight uh, devalu devalu devaluization of life. Uh Because it's like everyone's dying around you. You're just trying to do your job. And then when something happens where, like, you work so hard on something. And then it just is taken away from you. It's less, like... Oh my god! This person died, and it's more like I wasted all this fucking time with this person. He's dead. What the fuck? But I like I like that where it's like he treats it more like it's a product than he than it is a person because it's like everyone's dying around him. Yeah, and I thought yeah. that was really interesting. Right, and I there's like multiple times in this where
1: like their whole company is like in a seemingly unwinnable situation. Like yeah, this. The whole D-Day thing, like, it looks like they're just dead, like, literally dead in the water. Yeah. But, like, they end up overcoming it and, like, taking over those bunkers, and then they end up moving on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's a point in where it's, like, later on in the movie where they're still looking for Private Ryan where they come across this, like, little out radar outpost or whatever. Yeah. Where it seems like... They got, like, getting fired on, and they just win that. And then there was, like, the whole ending scene with, like, the bridge and everything. It's like, oh, my God. It's very
0: up in the air whether or not they won that. I mean, they they, (laughs) think... Well,
1: yeah. (laughs) That
0: was more luck by the end, but...
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was, like, a deus ex machina type (laughs) thing. But um, I... I, all like all, it's it shouldn't be a, a surprise by now. I I like this movie quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know why I'm not just holding back and saying it right now, but like this movie was pretty fantastic. Like if, if I think if I had any gripe, it's like that it's a little long.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, I I do want to ask you because for me in particular, there is one scene that plays out in this movie that I feel. Is so out of place. Okay. Do you know can can you can you tell what you think it is? There's one where I was like, okay, this is this is pretty hokey.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> is it the story that Matt Damon tells?
0: No, I like that. Okay, then I it's, don't know. It's at it's close to the beginning when they have like the corporal that pulls the letter out. Oh, See, I like that. Oh, I like it, that. I mean, I watching and I was like this is like some Michael Bay shit right here. <laughs> Cuz like he fucking so like they do this whole thing where one arm Brian Cranston and his right. buddy with the glasses come right. in and they're like yeah, he's we think he's alive blah 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 like what should we do? And then he's like let me read this letter right here. It might take a little bit. Uh, let me get to it. And then he like pulls it out and he's like reading like this whole thing about like some woman that lost, like, three of her sons and yeah. blah, 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 and, like, how this person's really sorry. And he's like, send President Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and then they, like, zoom in on Brian Cranston and his, like, his, like, a geeky partner's face. And it's, like, it's, like, the dude just, like, dropped the mic. Where he's just, yeah. just like, oh, fuck Lincoln. <laughs> Like they just have like this like look on their face where it's like I didn't know it was Lincoln shit son yeah you should have said Lincoln and then he's like we're getting that kid back and they're just like fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, like all he had to say was Lincoln and they're just like oh shit and then they, at the very end they fucking write the they, letter they to bring
1: it right back they bring
0: it right back it's like let me drop this Lincoln line on you bitch <laughs> we found your son Lincoln bam. <laughs>
1: Don't be sad, Lincoln. Yep,
0: we found your son. He's coming home. Let me drop you some Lincoln knowledge.
1: <laughs> See, I I didn't find it, I guess, as campy as you. I thought it was pretty emotional.
0: Like, I, I get, like, yeah, I mean, but, like, everything in the, like, on the battlefield between, like, Tom Hanks and, like, his company felt so genuine. And this just felt like this. Ah, oh, where the fuck is it? And this just felt like uh, Michael Bay, like, let's let's get some inspirational talking here <laughs> with, like, all these old men in these army uniforms, like, talking about the, like, yeah, I know this doesn't seem like a, a good mission, but Lincoln did this. <laughs> and they're just, like, this big drawn-out speech, and everyone's like, oh, my God, so inspirational. Whereas, like, everything that they do on the battlefield felt like Just regular guys, like, actually having conversations, like, is this a justified thing that we're doing? Yeah. And these... And so it's, like, that compared to this, it just felt, like, kind of out of... It just didn't felt kind of out of place to me.
1: Yeah. um, I know what you're saying. Like, it it didn't need to be as sappy as it was. Yeah. But, like, that scene does, like, spearhead, like, the whole rest of the movie. Like, we need to get Mm -hmm. him because... We can't have yeah, it does. the rest I, of the family I mean,
0: die. Yeah, I mean, I understand why they did it, but it just felt like a, well, uh, you guys don't believe in me. Let me uh, let me tell you what old Abe Lincoln would have done. <laughs> where it's like, okay, Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. But no, but like, I think that, but like everything that uh, is done between uh, Tom Hanks and his company, where they're having like these legit thorough discussions like is it really worth like all of us going to try and save one man? Right. And everyone brings up like these amazing uh, points and ideas about what's going on and like, like, is it really worth what we're doing? And they play it out in a way where it's like, shit, like I, you almost kind of get like an insight into like what people do to try and justify being in in war like this. Mm -hmm. Like to almost kind of like let themselves sleep at night in a way like that I feel like that that touched me a lot more than just watching three got three old guys in a room read old Abraham Lincoln letters <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I also um, appreciated too that it didn't really make the small little group out to be like holier than thou like heroes. Yeah. They all had, like... They weren't all great guys. No, I... And there's a few points in this, too, where it's just like... Yeah, like, you're just, like, regular people. I'm not saying you're, like, out to do, like, evil things. You're just, like, regular guys who have, like, foibles of their own <laughs> and uh, all that type of stuff.
0: No, the thing that I appreciate the most about this, and I feel like... uh, This is what makes Steven Spielberg such an amazing director, is, like, he... He doesn't treat war like it's a bad guy versus a good guy. He almost treats it like it's a a natural disaster. Hmm. Like, you could almost kind of... Almost take that Normandy scene as, like, guys going into a fucking hurricane.
2: Yeah. Where
0: it's like, you don't see, like, maniacal men firing at people. It's, It's treated more like there's this hail of gunfire that's killing people around you. And even when they do encounter the enemy... Most of the times when they do, they're almost just as scared as, like, the people that you're following. Yeah. And in certain points, sometimes they're kind of likable. Like, that one guy oh, at the yeah. radar at the radar tower where it's like he never tries to portray anyone like they're evil or more evil than the people they're fighting. It's just right. that this is the circumstance. We're at war and we're supposed to kill each other. Yeah. And I really appreciate that about it.
1: Yeah. I, um... Come to think of it, you don't even really see a lot of, like, quote, the enemy in this.
0: You see them, but they well, never... Well, yeah,
1: but you don't, like, focus on... Except for that one guy at, like, the radar tower, because he comes into play later. Like, you don't really... There's not any time spent on them. It's all, like, the company that yeah. you're following.
0: Yeah, and, and even in, in <coughs> scenarios where, like, like the German... Like, a German officer could go out of its way to be evil and just awful to somebody. They don't, because they're people. Like, everyone in this war is a person. Yeah. Like, even if you're a Nazi, you're a person. You're not, you don't be like, I'm going to kill this person because I love it. Like, they do that in Normandy, but it's an American that does it to a German officer, because yeah. he's like, fuck this guy, and he just fucking shoots him after he surrenders. Right. Where, like, Spielberg doesn't go out of his way to, to like, take sides in World War II. He's just like... They're people that are pitted against each other because their governments tell them to.
1: Yeah. Um, Even, like, the guys, like, uh, at the beginning of Normandy, they come out of that bunker, and they have their hands raised, like, as they're surrendering. I guess um, they actually say, like, uh, because the American guys are, like, joking around saying something i can't remember what they said but there's something funny and they were laughing it off after they shot him or whatever but they came out and said like i'm czech i'm czech i'm not german like the germans made us do this yeah whatever and so i read into that and it's like germans actually like took czech prisoners and made them fight on the german side so like (laughs) yeah they probably were probably as innocent as they could be, but they were under duress and yeah. all that shit, which yeah.
0: sucks. I know. But, like, <clears throat> yeah, even, like, after the tides turned on Normandy and then, like, Americans started blowing away German officers, like, I started to feel bad for them. Because there's that one scene when they finally get up to the to the top of the beach and there's all those guys in the trench. And they're just firing into the trench. (laughs) Like, it's legit shooting fish in a barrel. (laughs) Like, they're legit stuck in this trench, and they're just firing on them. It's just like, fuck, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I understand it's war, but Jesus Christ, these are human beings in a hole that can't escape, and you're just laying waste to them, and you're American. Yeah. Like, he does, like, I love, Spielberg does not hold back in being like, war makes an asshole out of everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're German. It doesn't matter if you're American. You're gonna do some shit that's pretty fucking shady.
1: Yeah, it's well, or necessary mm-hmm. at, in, in people's perspective. But yeah,
0: no. But it's like the I, I love this movie. Frame doesn't frame like Germany as the enemy. It frames war as the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's not like Germany is like the mustache twirling like we must kill the americans it's just like fucking the fact that war is is happening (laughs) that's just that's just that's the enemy that's that's why everyone is depressed that's why everyone is is getting fucked up it's because there's a war happening it's not because germany's evil it's because we're at war
1: yeah um uh, after the whole D Day thing, when they do finally get like a gang together, they got like a colorful cast of characters out to go find uh, Private Ryan that are marching across France and coming across all these different battalions, asking if they find if they have a Private Ryan anywhere, and mm. they seemingly find him relatively fast. And I was faked out by this again, <laughs> like when they do have the fake Private Ryan, Oh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I thought Matt Damon was Private Ryan. And then I was like, well, maybe I was wrong. And then, like, it turned out to be the fake one or whatever. Yeah. Not a real, actual Private Ryan, but the yeah. wrong one. And,
0: uh. That scene, there's a scene during that that really is really fucking good when, uh, because Paul Giamatti's leading him through the, the town. Yeah. Because, like, they have to, like, pretty much make their way through the town. They have to, like, set up a path to make sure they get there. They even send a runner out, and the runner's, like, mowed down immediately uh-huh. <laughs> like Jesus Christ Yeah, but uh yeah so they're just like they're just like resting on this one spot and Paul G. sets his gun down and it just knocks his wall over with a room full of Germans <laughs> where it's like <laughs> yeah. god like war is so fucked you could like legit be like feet away from like 30 people that want to murder you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That was a sweet scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like it just knocks his whole wall down and everyone's like, fuck, pull your gun up. And it's like all sh- like pointing guns at each yeah. other, yelling at each other. Like put yeah. your gun down, put your gun down. And then Ted dances, mows them all down.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That scene was pretty intense. I also forgot that, um, uh... Vin Diesel was in this movie, <laughs> like I, uh, when he's in it for like just, um, he's he's, a
0: one, of that, yeah, he's one of the first people that he's one of the first people to die in the company, um, because it was here, right? Yeah, it was in the town where, yeah, he tries to save that little girl,
1: right? And then everyone's like, "Nah, don't save the girl. Give him back to the parents or yeah. whatever." And like, and that whole sniper shot.
0: scene is pretty intense too, because it's like. They could easily just be like, "Oh shit, where is he?" But then they like they go through the 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 uh, the point of view of like the German sniper, where like he's just like looking at somebody, and then he'll graze over to someone else. We're like, "Shit, don't fire, don't fire, don't fire!" Like it almost like <laughs> makes it more. It almost makes it more tense where you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit, he's pointing his gun at that guy. Don't fire!" Yeah, like it. it he's just like kind of like scoping the entire company, and then it's kind of like rests on one person for a little bit, and then moves. Where you're like. Like, you almost kind of like, you're just like, don't, don't fucking shoot him. You're not even breathing during that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like any other movie would kind of be like, oh shit, there's a sniper. Where is he? But then Spielberg's like, no, fuck that. I'm going through the eyesight of the sniper. So then it's like, you can see who he's going to kill. And then if he kills them or not, where you're like,
1: oh fuck. So good. And they also have that sweet scene where the guy sn- snipes through the sniper scope.
0: Oh god! <laughs> no shit. I fucking love the guy that played the sniper. Mm-hmm. I think his name's. I think his like real name is Barry Pepper.
1: Is it really? Yeah. Sweet name, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, but no, that guy's badass because he's just like, he's like super religious because like he always like fucking like is like uh, saying scripture when he kills someone, but he's just like, just he just like. Every time they're just like, uh, what do you need? He's like, just give me this gun and give me this ammo. I'm good to go. Yeah. And he just like, goes in there and just starts fucking laying waste of people. Right. We're like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. This yeah. guy's badass. Yeah, He's super
1: confident. Yeah. But he's like, also super competent. Yeah. He's just
0: like saying scriptures. He's just fucking mowing people down with his fucking sniper rifle. You're like, yeah. oh, hell yeah.
1: Especially near the end where he's up in that tower and he's just like that one scene where he's just taking out guys like boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Yep. Oh, my God. So tense. <laughs> so tense. Uh, so yeah, they lose, um, Vin Diesel during that whole scene. Yeah, he gets there. sniped. And then it wasn't until they come across that whole, uh, radar station is when they lose another person in their company,
0: which is yeah. the medic. That's the one. I think that's the one that where I almost cried was when the medic scene. Because, yeah. uh, because they do this whole thing where, like, there's a machine gunner and then, uh, Tom Hanks is like we gotta take him down cause if we don't take him down then it's just gonna be some other company's gonna get mowed down by it mm-hmm. and like at least we found it so we have the ability to stop it mm-hmm. so they do this whole thing where they flank in oh, a bunch of different, di- different directions and they just keep throwing grenades like <laughs> I fucking love that scene where like uh, they're throwing grenades and they're getting thrown back yeah <laughs> where it's like you never really see that in a war film where it's just like someone throws a grenade and it blows up but you're just seeing like they're, they have to throw like six or seven grenades before they finally start sticking because it's like right. they just keep picking them up and throwing them back. <laughs> yeah. But, so I like that. But then they play that off really well too where it's all done from the perspective of like the ammo guy, like the translator that, that uh-huh. Tom Hanks brings with him. He's like super scrawny dude that like's never really seen a lot of action, but he's a translator and all of his translators died so that he's like coming together. He's coming with the party. To go save Private Ryan. So, like, they show from his perspective where they make him stay back and he's like looking through like a small scope and it's just all this like shrapnel from this machine gun and like grenades that are going off and he's just kind of looking from back from a distance where you're like, God damn. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And then, like, there's just silence and then they're yelling, Bring the medic kit and bring water. Where you're like, Oh, fuck, who died? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. who got shot? Mm-hmm. And then they like, they show that it's the medic and like, God, it it's, it's done in such a way, like, he, like, he plays it so fucking well. Yeah. Like, I... he looks like he is, he's, like, gagging on blood, and, like, they do, like, they do, like, some crazy shit where, like, it's just, blood is constantly flowing out of, like, these holes in his chest. Uh-huh. Where it's, like, how the fuck do they do that?
1: I have no idea. And, like... They're just constantly pouring, like, salt packets or whatever on it. Yeah, they're, they're it. pouring, like, uh, yeah, they're
0: pouring, like, this shit on, like, these, these, like, weird, like, white powder on there and, like, water. But then, like, every time they do that, like, it clears away, but then, like, more gushes of blood come out. Mm-hmm. And, like, because he's a medic, they're, like, asking him, like, what do they do to him? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like what, do we, what do we do next? What do we do next? And he's just, like, just give me morphine. Where, like, he's just, he's just accepting he's gonna die and shit. And then he just, like, as he's dying, he's just, like, crying for his mom. We are like, God. Fuck, that is just yeah, so hard.
1: <laughs> that got me too, especially because like uh, Tom Hanks is like, "Is there anything we can do?" And he's like, "Morphine, more morphine." And he, Tom Hanks, everyone knows that like, a, yeah. it'll kill him. Yeah, so like, he's asking to pretty much, yeah, kill like him.
0: one thing of morphine is pretty much to get rid of the pain. But then and they did that like the first thing. But then he's like, more morphine, and they're just like looking at tom hanks and he's just like yeah just give it to him yeah and so they
1: put him like like two or three more in him yeah and tom even like tom sizemore is just like oh fuck i don't want to do this yeah (laughs) like he's like willingly killing it like just shoving it in his thigh yeah it's oh my god but yeah that one that one was rough that was probably like one of the best like dramatized like death scenes yeah like
0: i like, I've seen Giovanni Rabisi and other things, but this is, like, the one where I'm like, holy shit, this motherfucker can act.
1: Yeah. But, like, everyone that was in this was bringing their A game. Like, oh, no shit. I don't shit. know what strings people had to pull no to shit. get these people in there. It Probably because it was, like, when this came out, wasn't it, like, an anniversary or something? Uh, Maybe. I don't know when it came out. Maybe.
0: Like, at that time. I don't know. Time. But even Tom Sizemore, like, I'm not I'm not the biggest Tom Sizemore fan, but I fucking loved him in this. Like, yeah. he was, like, Tom Hanks' right-hand man. Yeah. And, like, he always kind of chimed in, and every time he did, and I'm like, god damn, he's really fucking good in this. Yeah.
1: And I, apparently there was a whole deal. Did you read about his whole drug thing?
0: Yeah, he was, like, he was really into, like, drugs and shit. Yeah, but,
1: like, uh, Steven Spielberg says that he said that he will drug test him every day. During the shooting of this, yeah, and if he fails at any time, he will reshoot his scenes and put somebody else in. Oh shit! And so, like, he tested clean any time he got like tested. God damn! And then he fell off the wagon again after the movie. Oh came. yeah, exactly. But like, <laughs> he was clean during the whole shoot of this movie. He was
0: fucking awesome in this. Yeah, I thought
1: he was really good too. Yeah. And I don't even really know much more that he's in.
0: I've he, seen him. In, I've seen him in other things. I I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I've seen him in plenty of other things before. But, and he usually plays like a gangster or something in like other films. But on this, I'm just like, God damn, like he's, he really fucking brings it in this.
1: Yeah. They're all, like everybody is on like Hank's par level of acting. Yeah. (laughs) And if they aren't, because I think kind of like Vin Diesel maxes out at a certain point. Mm. But he's out early enough in this and he doesn't have like that many real speaking lines. Yeah, he's
0: kind of like the stereotypical like Brooklyn. He's like, hey, I'm going to bring. She reminds me of my cousin, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, okay. She
1: reminds me of my little niece, huh? <laughs> How about we get a go, go get a big New York slice after this, huh? <laughs> anyway,
0: but, yeah, no, I, I, I would probably say that this is probably the best role Tom Hanks has ever done. Really? I, because I can't think of any like. I mean, he's done so many good things, but in this, like, he plays like that awesome line of like strict and like comforting. Yeah, where like he, he just seems like someone that can get the job done every time. Yeah,
1: yeah, I I might, I might agree with you on that. Like, but I I really like him in some other things too. Like, I really like him in the Green Mile. Yeah, he's really good in that. I think he made that like right after this
0: maybe yeah
1: not sure but um he uh he has like i thought like a really good scene like around that radar um scene where he like finally just breaks down behind like a bunch of rocks yeah and like just shows that he's like not just has it together at all times
0: well they play it up where like he he they they portray him as like he feels like he needs to present himself a certain way in front of the people that are below him right like they even have that scene where like he's having that conversation with that guy where he's like why don't you complain to us and he's like because you only complain you only complain up yeah and like i'm i'm the head of this company i can't complain to anybody right like i i I, you can complain to me but i can't complain to you because that then that takes away from his from like kind of, like, his, his authority. Right. So, like, they even show that in how he how he even grieves, where, like, he has to make... I love that scene when he's crying because he's crying and he's also looking around to make sure no one sees him. Right. Whereas, like, he can't show any kind of weakness to his company because then that makes them more scared. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they think that he's this big, strong entity, mm-hmm. that's what drives them to do their mission. Right. Um, and
1: then during that whole thing where... Uh, they meet that like Nazi officer and they end up letting him go and then they have this huge fight over it and they're gonna come to blows or whatever and he finally like breaks down and it's like man he knows how to defuse like any situation I know like he
0: it's like that like the whole thing of like because they spend like like the first half of the movie just like trying to like figure out like what he's what he did before the war because he never tells anybody right and then they get to that point where like they're all at blows because like half the company wants to kill this german officer the other half wants to let him go and they're all just like pointing guns at each other and then tom hangs like what's the pool at like what the pool of where i came from what i'm gonna tell you what's the pool at and they're just like they said oh like 200 or something like that." it's like well from Pennsylvania, I'm a teacher. And then everyone's just kind of like, oh, okay. And they just kind of like stop where it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. like that. I think even Ty- Tom Sizemore's like, oh, no shit. And like <laughs> yeah. just stops whatever he's it's doing. It's like he's like he, it's like that, that fucking ace in the hole that he kept in like his back pocket where it's like, well, if I get to a point where I can't talk him down, I can just drop this knowledge and then everyone will just settle down. Mm-hmm. But Like it, it's perfect. Like it's so good. Yeah. And then just that he's like this huge
1: important entity in this whole thing. And in real life, he's just, like, this English teacher who just yeah. happened to get drafted. And now...
0: I you know. Like, teachers is always, are always kind of, like, a thing in war. Like, uh, in uh, Gettysburg, like, the movie Gettysburg, they go really in-depth on, like... It's, like, a true story, too, of, like, this guy who was a school teacher who, like, held a hill on Gettysburg to keep the Confederacy from moving on. because the Confederacy would have taken that hill... They probably would have won Gettysburg they would have had the fucking high ground and just uh-huh. like fired on everybody. But like this school teacher with like a handful of men held this hill and kept the Confederacy back. Mm-hmm. It's like it always seems like a school teacher is like the one.
1: <laughs> they got to deal with a bunch of bullshit, man. They, they yep. have the stress. It's always, it's always a school teacher. <laughs>
0: I mean, a scene I really liked in it was um, they do a scene where. Oh, i <laughs> But, uh, they go through a bunch of dog tags. Yeah. And, like, it shows, like, kind of, like, I, I love... This movie does a really good job of, uh, showing, like, what your mentality has to be to try and cope with all this death going on around you. Like, it almost kind mm-hmm. of be kind of, uh, kind of lighthearted about it, but right. it's, like, still some fucked up shit right. where, like, uh, they're going through dog tags to see if they can find, uh... Ryan's name on I any mean, of the dog tags. And like joking while they're doing it too, where it's like they'll pull out one with like a hole in it and it's covered in bloods, like oh this guy got fucked, and they're like shit like that, and like <laughs> yeah. and then, then like uh, as they're doing it, like the I think like the medic guy like comes up to him and he's like, you do realize like their whole company is like marching like right next to you as you're doing this shit, and they're right. just like, oh fuck,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like. And he comes out angrily, like, doing it. It's like, don't you fucking guys realize what you're doing? Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. look
1: at what you're going... And, like, they're, like, dealing them, like, poker chips, yeah. like, essentially. Yeah, I know.
0: It's, it's like going to, like, a like like so, like, a, like an old woman's funeral and then talking about how much she's a bitch in front of, like, the people that are, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, walking through, like, the line of people that are grieving being like, God, what a bitch. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: that's pretty much what they were doing. Because it's, like, it's people that they, they came up with through, like, basic training and shit. And now they're, like... They're, like, marching by, like, being a lot less than they were before. And now here's this guy going through all their dog tags being like, oh, this guy sounds like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And, like, just, like, commenting on their names. Like, oh, wow. Like, three, like three Irish guys in a row. They're really fucking killing Irish people out here. <laughs>
1: like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Insane shit. That was a really good scene, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, lightened up by a bit of levity by the deaf guy <laughs> or the half deaf guy because a mortal yeah, went off by his yeah. head or whatever it is. So he's like,
0: Ryan,
1: I, I can't hear you. You're going to have to speak up.
0: <laughs> yeah. But no, it, it's yeah. Like they, they show kind of like how this movie, I feel does a really good job of kind of trying to show how these guys cope with being in this war and they even like point out where it's like we they are well aware they're not gonna be the same people when they come home too yeah like even like tom hanks has a really good has a really good uh dialogue in there where he's just talking about where it's like i'm pretty sure my wife is not even gonna recognize me if i go home
1: right (laughs) yeah he has a few of them like that too like even um when they finally do meet the real private ryan and he. The last memory that he has is like his brother's walking on his oldest brother trying to get frisky They're Trying a to barn. fuck this ugly chick <laughs> yeah. in a barn. <laughs> Which I guess that whole story was ad-libbed by really? Matt Damon. It's based on another story that he like, like he like read in a book or whatever. Yeah. But he ad-libbed the whole thing. And so like his reaction and Tom Hanks' reaction are semi-genuine. Yeah. And uh, Steven Spielberg just decided to keep that in the movie.
0: It, man. Matt Damon's really fucking good in this, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just for, like, he's not in it that much. He's only in it for, like, the last hour. But he comes off likable enough where you're like, I'm glad they did this. Like, he's a nice, he's a good dude. <laughs> right.
1: Because the whole rest of the movie, they're like, this guy better be worth it. Yeah. And then you meet him, and he is just, like... Even home. Tom even
0: like spoiler alert, Tom Hanks' last words are like he pulls Matt Damon and he's like, You better earn it. Yeah. Like earn this. Yeah. <laughs> like we all went out of our way to save your ass. Uh, earn earn this. Right. But yeah. and that's like it makes you like it, like puts that whole other that scene in perspective from the beginning where like when like the old guy shows up and he starts crying before he even gets to the cemetery, and like you think it's Tom Hanks where it's like, oh man, he's just really he's really just broken up by all of his friends that died in the war. Right. But then like you see it after you've seen everything where it's like, oh no, he's he's broken up by the fact that all of these men died just to save his life and right. now he's like it's like weighing on him where it's like, Did I live a good enough life for these men that died for me? Right.
1: Yeah, because the old man is Private Ryan.
0: Yeah. And it's like like a part of me is like almost kinda wants to be like, fuck, that's almost worse than just letting him die. <laughs> where you're like, you're you're basically making this guy feel guilty for a living, where you're like inadvertently. Yeah, inadvertently, but it's still like like you had to you have to kind of like think like, God like for the rest of the, rest of this guy's life, he's gonna like think that so many men died to make sure I got home and I gotta, I have to live a good enough life to justify these to men up, dying. Yeah, to live
1: up their, to their names. Yeah, right?
0: and there's no way he can do that. I'm <laughs> sure even after his wife said, of course you're a good man. Yes, you lived a good life. He's There's still gotta be some hesitation in his head where it's like, am I though? Right. Did I really live that good of a life? Did <laughs> I really live... As much of my life to the fullest for these men that sacrificed theirs to save mine. It's just like Jesus yeah, Christ. Pretty
1: heavy shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um I wanna talk a bit about that the
1: bookend, that old uh well, Private Ryan, like the old yeah. guy. Yeah. And his tag along family. Mm-hmm. Because the more I think about it, the more of like insensitive I feel like it is. Yeah. Because they he usually does this by himself and go visits, like, the place who knows how often, but yeah. this time they came with him. But, like, in the beginning bookend, like, I guess, like, his son or his son-in-law is, like, taking photos of him, <laughs> like, walking up to this thing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, his family's just kind of hanging back, just, like, watching him, like, lose his shit yeah. over, like, these graves of, like, people that saved his life. And yeah. the more I think about him, like, Get the fuck out of yes, here! Yeah, leave this fu- man alone. <laughs> like he is obviously going through some shit his whole life. Yeah, this is the one thing he's clinging on to. Yeah,
0: leave him be. Yeah, Jesus Christ! But like it, turn it. Stop. It's not a some sideshow act. Yeah, but you think of that shit. It's like it, it's probably shit that happens though, or like yeah, this generational gap where people are just like. I want to go watch Grandpa. Go talk to his friends from World War Two. Where you're like, but
1: you can, I could imagine the <laughs> youngest kid there is like, this sucks. Let's go. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah it, like you, you get like the the oldest son who's like, let's, well, let's respect Grandpa and go visit him. Yeah. Like we're in the first in the first place. Like Grandpa's probably just being like. Stay the fuck away from me. Right. let me do this on my own. This is something I do by myself. Like, no, we want to be here for you. Yeah. And then like you get the oldest one, oldest like kid that's like, well, let's go and and, and support Grandpa. And then you get the youngest kid. It's like, I want to go play PlayStation. <laughs> Granted, none of this
1: really happens. In this yeah, movie. no. But like, you gotta imagine yeah. like this is a thought.
0: That's, going that's some through. shit that happens where it's like, there's all this generational gap of like all these different things that could possibly be happening. But yet we're seeing it through private Ryan's eyes where you're like, you need to tell these people to fucking leave. (laughs) You can't let these people like ruin this for you. Like you can't (laughs) like these people have no fucking idea what you've been through. a
1: goddamn clue. Anyway, that's, that's pretty much all I could think about those bookend scenes. Get that fucking family out of here.
0: The way that this, Movie comments on war, I think, is pretty inspiring. Because I, I love their like uh, their conversations back and forth about, like, whether or not it's it's worth going to save Private Ryan. Like, mm-hmm. these, like, six or seven guys that are going across enemy lines to save Private Ryan. And, like, they finally get to a scene where it's uh, Tom Hanks and, uh, um, oh, shit. Who's the guy that plays his right-hand man again? The uh, Sizemore? Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. And, like, they kind of have this conversation that kind of, like, all puts it in a perspective where he's, like, we've done a shit ton of missions where we've been told to, like, either, like, blow up this thing or kill this guy or do all this stuff. And it's, like, now we have a mission we can cling on to where if we ever get home where it's, like, If people ask us what we did in World War II, we can say, we saved this guy. Sure. And it's like, it doesn't matter whether or not, like, it's going to be remembered in, like, the annals of history when it comes to World War II. It's something that they can personally hold on to where it's like, in the span of all the terrible things I did in World War II, the best thing I ever did was I went out of my way to save someone the grief of losing all of their children. Mm Mm-hmm. And they kind of, like, come to that realization at the end where it's, like, they really look out for for uh, Ryan at the end. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, like, one of the most poignant messages in this whole movie where it's, like, you can talk the logistics of whether or not it's logical to waste so many men on one person, but in the end, in, in the human aspect of it all the fact that you're going out of your way to save this one person not kill someone not blow something up but to save someone it's like it's kind of a way of redeeming yourself from all the terrible shit you did in in war and i really fucking love that
1: yeah yeah i um for me it was like hard (laughs) because this is like another point where it was a real tearjerker when um I, I want to say it was, like, early on when the guy was given the Abe Lincoln story, or it was something along those lines where they visit that old lady, They she sees the government car drive oh, yeah. up to the house, yes. and, like, you just see the preacher and, like, the general get out of the car, Yeah, and she just falls over, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm, like, welling <laughs> up
0: because she knows her whole family died, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, well, she probably doesn't even know that her whole family. She probably she probably knows at least one of them
1: died. Even so, like that the whole thing made me well up anyway. Yeah. But like, uh, I just kept thinking about that like the whole time. Anytime any of the guys had an argument about like not doing it, and I understood their argument that it's like it's like a risky mission to save one dude when all these people are dying that I yeah. care about. Yeah. And it's like. But I keep thinking about that one lady who's, like, that's all she has left. Yeah. Is, like, her one son that's still alive.
0: Yeah. But it's, like, the – because they keep – they almost kind of, like, argue the logistics of it all where it's, like, oh, like, seven men for one. That makes no sense. But it's, like, at the end of it all, they – it's, like, it's not about logistics. It's just about being a human being. Mm -hmm. And, like – we're put on this mission. Yeah, it's probably a stupid mission, but it's a mission that we've been given. And it's a mission where we can be like, I saved this person. Yeah. Where it's like, cause they even have that, uh, that scene where like Tom Hanks is like, every time I lose a man, I just think to myself, the loss of that one man means that I probably saved like 10 times that person. Yeah. So if I've, I've lost 93 men throughout the course of my Throughout the course of like my tenure in World War Two, that means I probably saved 930. Yeah. So it's like he, it's like his way of justifying what he's done and like the people that he's lost. Mm-hmm. But like this is like a thing. This is a surefire thing you can look back on and be like, I saved this person. I was put on a mission yeah. to save this person. I saved them. It's like something you can look back on. Like despite all the terrible things you did, you did this one good thing, mm-hmm. and it, you can look back on that fondly, even though you lived even though he did some terrible shit. Right. And I think that's like despite all the terrible things that happen in this movie, there's still a human message wrapped up in it. That's like it's small, but it's still human and it's still it's like it's like what it's like I love that like Spielberg like tries to show that even though all these people are doing terrible things, they're all human beings and are all looking for reasons to justify what they're doing and still trying to find ways to still be good people in the end. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many films that are just like, people are dark. People are, (laughs) people are awful. And this, despite it being a war where millions of people are killing millions of people. He's showing that like, even in all this chaos, people are still trying to be human beings. And it's like, fuck (laughs) that's crazy like spielberg can take a depressing world war ii movie and be like but in the end people are good right um
1: to jump into like kind of like the last 45 minutes of the movie i forgot the whole like bridge holding scene went on for as long as it did yeah it's like almost like an hour almost yeah they they got there faster than i remembered and then I was like, oh, man, this goes on. Because, like, I looked at the time. I'm like, this goes on for, like, an, another roughly an hour. Yeah. But, like, it, it's one of the most amazing scenes in the whole oh, movie. Oh, I know. Because, it, like, it is so full of tension. Ugh. <laughs> Once they get there and they break the news to Private Ryan, they got to take him and he doesn't want to go because he's got a duty here. Because it's, like, one of two bridges that they can, like, fortify. Like, hold to yeah. like so the Germans can't progress any farther yeah and then the Germans end up rolling in with huge numbers and they oh got I know like a dozen men when they maybe. yeah when
0: they announce like all the shit that's coming towards them I'm just like oh fuck <laughs> like, I, I legit said that when they're like because they have the guy in the bell tower and it's like we got two panzer tanks two tiger tanks and 50 plus men I'm just like oh fuck <laughs>
1: But they do hold their own for a long time, and then just little by little, one gets whittled down here, another whittled down there, and it's like, oh my god, the interpreter has like a huge moment here. Yeah. Um, The, uh, oh, the
0: the guy that gets stabbed like super slowly through the chest. Oh my god. Oh, that's a fucking hard scene too. Like, he's just like, he's like begging, like, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't, and he's just like, shh. Like, he's, yeah. like, shushing him as he's, like, sliding the knife into his heart. We were like, yeah. God, that is <laughs> such a... Fu- How the fuck do you film that? And I'm <laughs> no, like, no. I'm just, I'm, like, watching it just being like, God damn it. <laughs> it's, uh,
1: it's a, it's rough. It is like, so rough. You would think your, he- quote, heroes of the movie are going to come out unscathed, but, like, none of them do. <laughs> no. They all end up... Meeting their end in this, yeah. It, uh, the only one that doesn't, I think, is like it, the, the one guy that's like
0: the, the the interpreter, and then the one guy that's like the super skeptic, the guy that's like Brooklyn on the back of his. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. still alive, and then Ryan. I think they're, they're the only three that end up surviving.
1: Right, oh my, it's nuts. And then here you also meet the the Nazi guy that they let go again. That's right. And so, like, when the whole when they finally get, like, that deus ex machina and, like, the bomber planes come in to stop the tanks and the yeah. the ongoing assault of the Nazi officers or whatever. Yeah. Um they end up all surrendering, and then the interpreter holds up that line of Nazi soldiers. Yeah. And then he meets the guy that he saw before Yeah, at the radar thing, and he's yeah. like, Ah, whatever, he says, and then he just fucking shoots him right there. <laughs> yeah. And that was the only other shot he's ever made in war. Yeah, that's the, I think point. that's the only
0: person he kills in the whole movie. Because
1: he said the only time he ever shot a gun was in basic training. Basic training, yeah, yeah. So it's like... And they
0: even have like, a scene in, like, when he's, like... That's a crazy-ass scene for me, too, when they're at the radar tower, and, like, the dude's, like, digging, like, what could possibly be his own grave, and he's, like, sharing a cigarette with him while he's, like, doing right. it, where you're, like, war is fucked up, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's fucked. And Like, like you I could like...
0: be digging your own grave, and then, like, the person that's about to murder you gives you a cigarette to smoke while you're digging your own grave
1: that scene is war is
0: fucked fucked
1: like even because he's like I like Americans and he's like oh say can you see yeah. oh
0: say can you see yeah he's saying oh see? say can you see to the entire tune of Star <laughs> Spangled Banner and
1: Then he's like saying some old like 40s chick has like great rack or whatever and he's yeah. like I like America yes <laughs> oh, yeah
0: yeah he kills uh, <laughs> Borat that's who he kills
1: my name Borat my wife <laughs> I'm a dig in my own grave here. But <laughs> yeah, like overall, like it ends pretty stoically with the yeah. guy like just weeping over like the graves of the people who saved him and Yeah. Oh my god, like this fucking movie. Shit. I literally both me and Chelsea were watching it and I I could hear her... Oh, shit, I hit my mic. I could literally hear her sniffling behind me, like, crying and stuff, and I'm, like, watching it. Tears coming down both cheeks, and, like, the credits roll, and I turn, and I'm wiping away on my face, and she's like, Are you crying? I'm like, Of course I'm crying! Did you not just see what happened? He lost all of his friends! (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, this movie is great. This movie... Like, when I first watched it, spurred me to watch more of it. And yeah. Band of Brothers is, if you haven't seen it, is super close yeah. to the feeling of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. It's even made by, like, the same
0: Yeah, Tom Hanks team. is a producer
1: on it. Yeah, and so is Spielberg. So, yeah. it's like, it's the same team who jumped onto this. Yeah. Um. Did Band of Brothers. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's great. I still have never finished it.
0: I know. I want to go back and rewatch it now, too. I even want to go back and watch uh, The Pacific, which is like it's made by the same people, but it's like the Japanese right
1: side of things. The yeah, side of thing, yeah. Man, I I haven't seen any of that either. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, really enjoyed this and also Band of Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what um what would you grade uh Saving Private Ryan JT? Man,
0: well, despite the uh the Abraham Lincoln letter scene that I thought was kind of out of place. Yeah, this movie is borderline perfect, I think. I like think it's so. it's just like Tom Hanks is amazing in it. Like they the way they frame the like, the mindset you need to have when you go into war, like it I feel like this not only like portrays like what war is like in general, but like kind of like the mindset you have to kind of develop as you're in war To really like Cope. Yeah, to cope. Or like even like (laughs) yeah, come to terms with like what you're doing. Like there's so many scenes in this that people are like talking about like what they the things that they do to try and like get through the day. Even like that weird scene where like Tom Sizemore is just like he takes collections of soil of places he's been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like just like weird shit like that where it's like you're seeing people be people in like this insane environment. And Uh like I think that's the thing that I think this puts us over the top is that like you can take like, a, a regular war film and it's like it's all about the violence and it's all about like what things do but Spielberg like makes sure that he throws the human element in every single possible aspect of this where it feels genuine in, in every way and that makes it more than anything I'd give it a solid like A plus <laughs> Fucking A plus. <laughs> <laughs> Saving Private Ryan is amazing. Yeah, I,
1: um, I think I'm gonna give it um, an A, but like a, the, a super strong A. Like um, everything about it is, um, it's like the best war movie I've ever seen. Yeah, and like I don't even really get into war movies at all because they're usually really schmaltzy um leaning towards pearl harbor which we'll be doing for our oh mini my God. for Monday but I've never seen that either but I I know what it's about I get it already <laughs> and it's nothing like that it's yeah. not pl- tugging on your heartstrings in either way it's just like showing like this is like as real as it can be here mm-hmm. and these are real people in these situations where they're trying to do one good thing but like I I can't stress it enough that this movie is like near perfect, but I'm yeah. gonna give it like a like a solid A. Gotcha. Oh my JT, great stuff. What
0: an emotional roller coaster this week. Oh my god! Thanks a lot, internet. <laughs> You're making us cry, you pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Is there anything else you've been into this last week, JT? Uh, well, Troy, I saw the film The Meg. Oh, <laughs> why? I'm asking myself the exact same thing. <laughs> it is not good. <laughs> good. I'm glad I, it didn't uh,
1: win anything.
0: Yeah. It, it's, I, I went into it being like, okay, maybe it's campy, like a campy fun film. And it's like all the things they could have done to make it like over the top. They like almost avoid purposefully. <laughs> Like, it's weird. Like, they, like, I don't know who the fuck made this, but it's like, they (laughs) try, they have countless times where it's like, you could go, like, super nuts over the top with certain things, and they're just like, no, we're just gonna have him, like, chase a thing. And, like, I don't even think, like, the, the size of the shark stays consistent throughout. Hmm. Like, there's times where, like, it looks like the size of a whale, and there's other times where it looks like the size of, like, just a slightly bigger shark. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: I heard it, It some of it seemed inconsistent from other reviewers, too.
0: Yeah, it's just, I don't know, I just, I couldn't get into it. And, like, the humor is, like, kind of that, that same humor where they're, like, instead of, like, actually doing something funny, they're just, like, they'll say something awkward and just be like, huh? <laughs> like, oh, no.
2: That's, so, yeah. That's
0: I, bothersome. Yeah, I... <laughs> <sighs> I couldn't. It's it's giving me hiccups. I can't, even, I can't even stand it. So yeah, don't don't watch the Meg. The Meg is bad.
1: Okay, I'll,
0: stand, I'll skip it. Stand it. But a film that I did like. Okay, uh, on Netflix. The disc? No, on on what? Online. Unprecedented. Yes. Uh, me and Molly watched the new Cohen brothers film, The Ballad Buster of Scruggs? Buster Scruggs. I've been wanting to watch that. I really liked it. All right. Good. Yeah, it's it's an anthology film. It's like six different stories, mm-hmm. and like none of them are really like like super poignant or like very like don't have like a big twist to them or anything. But they're all pretty charming in a way. In a way, good, especially the one with the uh, uh, um, the guy that like digs go- digs for or er, pans for gold. Okay, that one in particular, I fucking loved. I even like was like uh, tweeting with someone today that someone that saw it and I was like oh yeah I fucking love Buster Scruggs and then they were like which one is your favorite story and why was it the one with the pan- with the gold <laughs> with like the guy that pans for gold and like exactly exactly <laughs> like that one's so good because it's like it's like Tom Waits is like this guy that's panning for gold and you're they legit like film like every process he goes through to try and pan for gold and like He's so adamant that there's this big vein of gold in this area that he's searching for. He calls it Mr. Pocket. Mm-hmm. And he just goes to sleep every night, being like, I'll see you soon, Mr. Pocket. And he's just like <laughs> tucks himself into sleep where you're like, I really want him to find that gold. Oh, right. Like it's it's such a touching old man trying to find gold story. Yes. Like <laughs> I just I loved it. <laughs> Great.
1: Uh, I can't wait. I the other day I saw that it was like actually on Netflix. And I'm like, hey, Chelsea, you want to watch Buster Scruggs? And she's like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, first of all, be a lady.
0: <laughs> Secondly, Even the Buster Scruggs story is fucking awesome, too. Because he's just this guy, just all in white, that sings constantly on horseback. And then every time somebody confronts him, he just murders everybody. <laughs> There's like one where a guy challenges him to a duel, and every time he tries to pull his gun, he shoots off all his fingers. Oh my
1: god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to watch this real bad. Yeah,
0: it's it's. I I was a big fan of it. I really liked it.
1: I'll see if I can get to it this weekend.
0: Totally, but yeah, Ballad of Buster Scruggs on Netflix. Totally, check it out. Sweet. Really dug it. Anything else? That's it. Um.
1: I haven't watched anything really new, uh, but I have read two books um, that's not Batman. Whoa, <laughs> look out. I know. Dave.
0: <laughs> Better whip him in a shape.
1: <laughs> See those two Batman books behind you? Oh, no. There's going to be two more added to that tomorrow, so... Oh, no. He's going to be dropping them off. Uh oh, no. <clears throat> on his way to his folks house it's so much so much batman i'm almost
0: (laughs) done with batman but i did how much batman are you gonna read in 2019 probably none um i can't
1: promise that (laughs) make a dave
0: promise that you won't even touch a thing of batman in 2019 will not promise (laughs) that For our the last two shows that we
1: did, I had to f- read an over six hundred page omnibus, and that made two shows. Troy, you gotta start cracking the whip.
0: I need to do something. Be here. like, look, <laughs> we did your year of Batman. Can we do something I want to do? You fucking asshole. What's sad about the thing is, like, we have a running
1: joke that we've never done a Spider-Man thing. What? (laughs) Surprisingly, we've never reviewed anything Spider-Man. And I want to do a Spider-Man thing so bad, but I don't want to ruin the running joke. (laughs) So, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Dave brought that to my attention, like, this year. He's like, you know we've never reviewed a Spider-Man thing? And I'm like, yeah, we have. He's like, no. We haven't. Oh my God. And I'm like, why did I spend $100 <laughs> on Dan Slott's entire run? He's like, I don't know, but we're never going to review it now. The running joke's gone too long. And I'm like, fuck God damn me. it. Anyway, this that, is the
0: thing. Dave just, like, he plotted that where it's like, uh, I'm going to say this is a running joke so I never have to reach Spider Man. Fuck
1: him then, if that's the case. <laughs> anyway, uh, I read two books. One completed a miniseries. Ooh. Uh, and the other is a continuation on a relaunch of a property. The first one is Mr. Miracle number 12. All right. Finished the short, uh, I don't know if uh 12 issues is like a miniseries, but it is a very odd ending to, uh the story that they've been telling so far and yeah. answers all the questions that you kind of have throughout the series on like, why does it do this? Um, what's going on here. And it also is, I think a fitting ending, but like I had to actually read it twice to make sure what happened actually happened. And even then I'm still not like a hundred percent sure what the ending really is. It's kind of ambiguous,
2: mm-hmm. but it's
1: still really good. And that series is amazing. It's by Tom King, who wrote those Batman books that are right behind you there. Jesus. And who wrote the a Vision book, like, in 2012 for Marvel. And so, like, he actually was in the CIA, and now he <laughs> writes comic books. And all the stuff that he does, like, deals with, like, kind of, like, the inner turmoil of, like, trauma. Yeah. In in your heroes, rather than just, like, them going and punching somebody. Yeah. And, like, that take on it is... I'm really into that. Like, at least right now until people start copying his way of doing things. Yeah. But, like, I think it's really well done. In fact, he's doing an event for DC right now called Heroes in Crisis. In which he created, like, a thing called the Sanctuary. In which superheroes go... And it's kind of like a confessional to, like tell their inner traumas. Oh wow. Like in the last issue, Batman goes there cuz he doesn't know how to deal with him keep losing Robins. And like <laughs> it's a real thing that he's dealing with, but he doesn't ever say it to like the normal people cuz he needs to keep this like face, you know, but he's yeah. like I can't handle that I keep losing children. Oh my god. And I'm like holy fuck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is heavy shit. And then, um, like, Superman goes and he's like, I don't even really know who I am because I put on this goofy facade as Clark Kent so people don't know who I am. And then I go the opposite direction and pretend I'm holier than thou as Superman, but I never get to be the person in the middle, and I feel like I'm losing that. Oh, my God. And I'm like, holy fuck! Like, (laughs) Tom King, like, all these nuances, like, of a personality is what he's writing about. Yeah. And I'm just like... I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just lose yourself. <laughs> like, who
1: am I? Yeah. Where do I belong? Yeah. But m- this Mr. Miracle story is kind of like that. Like it's a, a, a Kirby, Jack Kirby creation. Yeah. That really never had a huge popularity, but he's like, his power is that he's a super escape artist. Yeah. So he can escape from any situation, mm-hmm. which like this weird abstract kind of idea and he's also like a new god so he's technically a god yeah anyway (laughs) it's it's a it's a pretty heavy idea that they that i'm pretty sure that they lay down at the end Mm -hmm. but everything leading up to it has been great yeah so i would recommend the trade will probably be out in like two months three months oof if you're into Tom King stuff, I would recommend picking it up because it's going to be like the hot book for 2019. Right on. And then also, I read Fantastic Four number three, which um it has a it's uh it's a it's a relaunch. Fantastic Four hasn't really been around since like 2015 mm-hmm. after this huge event where. Reed Richards fights Dr. Doom and then rewrites all of reality. And then around that same time, the Fantastic Four movie came out that really sucked. And so, like, they didn't have any Fantastic Four books for until, like, now. Yeah. So the third issue just came out of its relaunch. And I feel like now it's really kind of finding its footing after, like, a bit of a small arc that they did. And it's, like, kind of getting back on track to where... I really liked it from before, so i'm i'm into i'm into it nice they uh the fantastic four and the fantastic children uh all like defeat this like enemy by being outsmarted by Reed Richards and his braininess and like <laughs> they encapsulate all of the <coughs> like uh ancillary members of the Fantastic Four. If there was ever like a member out, they would have like this fill in member. Yeah. And they had every single one in on this issue to like de- defeat this big foe or whatever. It was pretty it was a good issue, I think. Good. So good. if Ben Cron, if you have an issue with Fantastic Four, you better <laughs> take it up with me, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if you even listen this far into the show, <laughs> but I would love to chat with you about this because I—if you don't like this issue, I'm gonna f- come find you and slap you around. Oh a my bit. god! <coughs>
2: Excuse I, me.
0: I would love—I want to put this right now. I would love if uh uh Duke, if our do if credits Due puts us on their next after credits episode. Oh, yeah. Just so we can shoot the shit with them,
1: I would love that. Just
0: do a, a big five way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Dinosaur Neil,
0: you listening? There you go, Dinosaur Cron, or Neil, you listening? There you go. That's the gauntlet's been laid.
1: We'll be on an after credits app. just yeah. to shoot the shit with you, with you peeps. Yeah.
0: Also, I would love to talk about Julianne Moore. <laughs> <laughs> What's
1: their season right now?
0: Yeah. It's all about Julianne Moore. Yeah. So there
1: you have it. Get JT on the show. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Uh, well, that's the show, JT. I think we did. Uh, I think we did justice. We did. We did well. High we,
0: praise. We did saving Private Ryan justice. I think.
1: I think so. Um, if it didn't have justice enough in 1998, yeah, we did it right here in 2018, ten years yeah. later, or 20 years later. I think our praise, <laughs> our
0: praise is worth more than five Oscars.
1: <laughs> yeah, that yeah, <it> is <laughs> two schmucks. <laughs> Um, but if people want to talk to you about it for whatever reason, uh, where can they do so?
0: Hey, you can shoot me a message at Bucky Forever on Twitter. Also, Bucky Forever on Instagram. And hey, what' up, Bucky Forever on Snapchat? Troy,
1: you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. You can find us both and our polls up at uh, Review Review Pod on Twitter.
0: Review Review Terminator Movies. Go ahead and vote for Beer Fest versus Lone Ranger.
1: <laughs> uh, troy y-
0: loves Beer Fest, so make sure you make that <laughs> one win.
1: You can also find all of our new stuff up on Facebook.com slash ReviewReviewPod. Uh, we also have shit up everywhere else. <laughs> shit. Uh, we got it at our hosting site at ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com, or we have it up on Stitcher. We got it on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iTunes, Google, or uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever they're called. We're everywhere. Yes, yes. Uh, We've been around long enough that uh,
0: we're pretty much everywhere. Yeah, who gives a shit? Just go find us. If you're listening to us right now, you're
1: doing something right.
0: Yeah, you found us some way. You crafty piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to write into the show,
1: such as our pal Jude from Down Under did this week, uh, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yes. You're more than welcome to do so, or you can hit us up on the Twitters for your movie reviews uh, that we will read on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, So that's the show, JT. What do we got coming around the corner?
0: Well, for our Monday show, if uh, everything works out (coughs) all right for this weekend, when we get plastered and watch Pearl Harbor, we're going to be talking about Pearl Harbor. You know, Pearl Harbor is three hours (laughs) long. It's on Netflix for free.
1: I saw it, but that doesn't make it any better. (laughs) Well, we we probably won't watch. We'll probably fuck around while we...
0: (laughs) I just want to talk about the dumb shit while it's going on. We'll be fine. Sweet. I'm more or less... I want to get Chelsea back on. I haven't seen Chelsea. Chelsea hasn't been on the show in a while. That's true. I want to get her back on. I want to get her two cents on it. I'm sure my girl Molly Pop will be around. Yep. We'll get some female perspectives on this... Wonderful romance (laughs) film. That'd be fun. Pearl Harbor. Big group record. Be good. It'll be good. And then next week, we got it. Our leftover turkey episode. Mm -hmm. The show after Thanksgiving where we talk about one of the worst reviewed films of the year. The poll is closed. We'll be reviewing Gotti.
1: Oh, fuck. Fuck.
0: It won almost outstandingly.
1: God,
0: no. It got all the votes but one.
1: Are you serious? Yeah, I think
0: Hurricane Heist got one vote. Gotti got all the rest of them. I (laughs)
1: can't even imagine.
0: So, tune in for our review next week when we do Gotti. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm looking it up right now to see if I have to pay money for it. You have to pay
0: money for it, Troy. No. Yeah, you
1: do. Hold on. I'm looking it up. I'm just looking it up real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Even Roku gives it one and a half stars. So there you go, everybody. Gotti. If If you have Amazon Prime... Yeah? You can watch it. It's included with a subscription. Really? Yes. Which I have. Alright, good.
0: <laughs> so there you go.
1: Watch. We'll try to watch it fucking Saturday or whatever it is and it'll yeah. be like sorry, no longer have it. Oh, Couldn't my even watch it for free without a puberty's prick. <laughs> Didn't even have a puberty's prick.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Next week we're Leftover Turkey the John Travolta classic, <laughs> Gotti, will oh be there. But God. then, after that, Troy, rest your little head, because then we'll be talking about the movies we missed of 2018. Sweet deal. So, get a movie in your mind, what you want to do. Kay. I got one for sure. Alright. I'll get a few down that I missed,
1: and then we'll uh, talk about it, uh, probably on the Gotti app. Probably. We won't have anything else to talk there about. You go. <laughs>
0: You I, I got I got one for sure that I want to do. I'm sure you've got someone some in mind. Yeah, I do. So our 2018 is packed. So get ready for Gotti. And then good movies after that. <laughs> We'll need them after Gotti, Jesus Christ.
1: N. A. <laughs>
0: um All right, well, that's going to be
1: the show. Uh, join us next time, obviously, for Pearl Harbor with maybe some special guests oh, yeah. in the
0: We're studio. We're doing some shitty fucking movies coming up.
1: God damn it. <laughs> uh, and, of course, a leftover turkey, which we just talked about. But until next time, I've been Short of the Max Extreme.
0: I am JT3K. And we
1: are off.